Hello. So, it's, it's been a while, eh? <laughs> it's probably been about five months since I last posted an episode. What can I say? A true Irish goodbye. Life just really went into hyperdrive. Uh, so much has happened since we last last spoke. Let's see. Uh, we finally launched the latest version of the Hiker app. I spoke so much about it over the past six months, uh, and we finally did it. Uh, there's now over 15,000 verified trails from around the world to choose from, which is crazy because I remember on a weekly basis uh, totting up 100 trails extra. We now have 15,000 verified trails and growing. You can also create your own custom routes and track your hikes on the app, all while using the best digital maps available, including Harvey Maps, East-West Maps, Ordnance Survey, USGS, IGN, and the list will go on forevermore because we're building the biggest database of digital maps on the market. We also got funded. If you've been following us on social media, you might have seen the news that we secured an investment over the past few months. This is a huge boost for us, and already we have grown our team to over 13 people, which is nuts because this time last year I think it was 3.5 people that were working on the team now we have 13 um, we held our first series of community hikes in the UK and it was such an amazing experience after interviewing so many people on this show that have hiked these spectacular regions such as the Lake District the Peat District the Dales I get it now I get it I understand why you love these places so much. It was inspiring to meet so many people from the UK hiking community and to share stories. And we will definitely be back again very, very soon. I'm sure there's another million things that I've omitted from this, but lastly, we're heading to Greece next week. Not on a holiday, not to sit on the beach, but to speak at the World Trails Conference. We'll be talking about the work that we've been doing on our platform to help support trails and trail organizations. We cannot wait to meet so many people from the trails of the world and those that serve this amazing community. And as luck would have it, our guest on this podcast is none other than the founding chair of the World Trails Network, Gallio Saints. This interview was recorded a few months back just before we got dragged into that aforementioned hyperdrive. Speaking with Galeo is always a pleasure and his work in supporting trails worldwide is truly fascinating. Along with this, he is also uh, he is also a mountain guide and is the co-founder of a number of long-distance trails in South Africa. If you're interested, you can still register for virtual attendance to the World Trails Conference if you head over to worldtrailsconference.org. We'll hear from Gallio in just a moment, but first, this episode of the Hiker Podcast and all episodes of the Hiker Podcast are brought to you by Hiker. What is Hiker, you might ask? Well, Hiker is your complete digital hiking tool. Choose from our library of over 15,000 and growing verified hiking trails and take advantage of the POI, that's points of interest, data that we have available to help plan your journey. You can also calculate measurements for sections of the trail you wish to hike and zoom in on the elevation and distance for these sections. You can also plot your own route and track your hikes while using the best digital maps available, including Harvey Maps, East West, Ordnance Survey, USGS, IGN France, and so many more. Hiker is free to download, so head over to the App Store or Play Store now to start your adventure. And now, without further ado, the founding chair of the World Trails Network, Gallio Saints. Gallio Saints. Welcome to the Hiker Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. It's been a long time coming. Um, we've been talking for the last year or so about possibly having you on the show, but you're a busy man. Uh, but I'm delighted to, to, to get some of your time and I appreciate you coming on to the show. Um, you wear a lot of hats. You're a busy man. Do you mind introducing yourself to the, to the Hiker audience? Hey, Owen. Well, it's first of all, a great pleasure to be with you guys here and I'm happy we've managed to find a space where we can talk and share some stories together, especially about trails and hiking. So a little background on myself, if I weren't to introduce myself, I often get this question. 
And the challenge is I'm involved in a lot of things from environmental peace building to conservation to trails globally, you name it. And so one of the things I love to introduce myself with is the analogy of a trail. And it goes like this. So if you walk out your door, and if you're lucky, you might have a little garden that leads to the end of a, at the end of which might be a little gate that you might go through and hit the road. And if you turn left or right, it doesn't really matter. But take the road and keep walking. Eventually, at some point, you're going to get to the edge of town or your little village. Keep walking. Take a left or take a right. Follow that farm track. That farm track might lead somewhere. Finally, you will find yourself at a trailhead. Take the trail. Keep walking. When you finally get along that trail further and further and further, you might come to a spot where that trail ends. And stepping off from there, you'll find yourself in the heart of nature. And there, you might come to know peace. So my work is about trails. It's about connectivity. It's about conservation. And it's about environmental peace building. And something that I only realized a couple of years back was that all of the work I do in the world is actually somehow connected with trails, even though it might be fairly diverse in its approaches or, or, or manners. So, yeah, that's me. I work internationally for the World Trails Network as founding chair. I'm also the co-chair for the IUCN, uh, the um, International Union for the Conservation of Nature, for their um, commission on uh, and theme on environment and peace. And I also head up a global task force on migration, environmental change, and conflict. Uh, so also looking there at human-wildlife conflict issues. And I'm a mountain guide. You know, back home in South Africa, where I'm based and where I come from, I'm a mountain wilderness guide. And here in my home country, the co-founder of two of our longest-distance hiking experiences. So that's me in a nutshell, Owen. <laughs> I don't think I've had anyone on the show that has had uh, quite a poetic introduction to themselves or uh, yeah you, you you put it really really well there very beautifully so thank you for that um you you practice what you preach as well you said that you're a mountain leader you're you're a, an accomplished hiker not just a hiker but you you've made these trails what are the trails that you founded the trails that i helped found uh with some amazing teams and amazing co-founders the one is the eden to addo corridor hike it's an annual event uh, that walks 400 kilometers through seven different um, mountain ranges and touches on five different biomes. It's essentially a conservation corridor project. And the walk experience that we created through this proposed corridor area um, raises funds for the corridor itself. So it's a beautiful connection between trail, conservation projects, connectivity with you know uh, landscape. And what's beautiful about this particular trail is it connects the Garden Route National Park with a place called Bavianskloof um, Reserve and Addo Elephant National Park. And essentially the trail links ancient migration routes that the elephant would have taken from the forests where, where I live in my hometown to the closest, today closest um, elephant population, most southern elephant population in the world. Um, so that's the Eden to Addo uh, and the, the next one that I, I established after that is something called the Rim of Africa. Mm. Rim of Africa is South Africa's longest mountain traverse. It consists of about nine stages, and um, it takes about 56 days to walk. And again, it's a, it's a more of an annual kind of uh, hiking experience than an open trail. A lot of it is on, um, there's no pathway. So a lot of it is, is, is wild mountain trekking. And... Um, yeah, that's a great experience. It follows the Cape Fold mountain range uh, one in, in one of the world's um, very special protected area kind of things. Wow, okay. Fantastic. So, like, it, it, I've heard of those trails, and um, I, I believe you possibly were at one of those locations the last time we were on a call. I think you were on the side of a mountain in, in the, on the Rim of Africa Trail, possibly, uh, when we spoke last. Yeah, indeed. Um, <laughs> exactly. So I spend a lot of time in the mountains and um, on trails, obviously, in my trail work. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's luck. It's luck to have that kind of, of, of work in life and opportunity as well. And, and I think, you know, Owen, one of the things about being involved in setting up trails, creating trails, building trails, assessing trails, whatever it might mm -hmm. be, 
is you end up working with like really cool people, you know? Mm. Um, and, and yeah, so. It, 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 it's, it is something that has come up quite a bit on this show. Anyone who has done, you know, a substantial amount of hiking or has done, spent, you know, ample amounts of time in, in wilderness and the outdoors, you do get this kind of sense of, um, one, connection with nature, far deeper connection with nature, but also that, what I can only name as the overview effect or a, a version of the overview effect, which is experienced by, it's an experience that astronauts obviously have when they're spending uh, time in outer space and they kind of see the world for what the real true beauty that it is. Um, and it, it's also, a, it's almost a, a spiritual um, experience for a lot of people. For a lot of people, it's it's where they start to see the, I suppose the the what humans are doing right now, the wrongs that the human race has been doing, and trying to use the outdoors as a way to 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 fix those problems. Um, we've had a, a number of trail organizations come on and speak on the show, namely the Continental Divide Trail, Teresa Martinez. We've had the American Perimeter Trail. We've spoken to the Southwest Coast Path, among others, and everyone that works in a trail organization or anyone that works in the outdoors always has that kind of connection with that. It, it, it really does kind of, it, I suppose it is almost obvious, you know, if you're going to be spending time in the outdoors, you're going to have that connection to nature. But even for those that are in, you know, private companies that work in the outdoors, look at Patagonia, look at us, look at like many different organizations that, I suppose make profit from the use of outdoor spaces still you have that connection and you still want you thrive on that and you um yeah it's 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 something that i think everyone in the outdoors kind of shares yeah for sure and you know you were talking about overview effect and and you know i didn't know about that initially when i first started guiding on trails and we we established the, the Eden Tato and then Rim of Africa. And one of the things I noticed is that something happened for the hikers after three days. And then mm. something else happened after seven days. And then at 12 days, there was a distinct change. This is, I'm talking about sort of what one might call psychological changes, also physical changes, very distinct physical changes. And then when you get to 21 days, there's like another sort of threshold that I noticed people kind of went through. And after 21 days is the dangerous one because after 21 days, your body is now ingrained into its its practice, which is like getting up early, putting your boots on, walking the entire day, setting up camp, making a tent or fire, whatever it might be. And after 21 days, I noticed that's where even if you want to stop, your body doesn't want to stop because it's now got this new habit of this is my life. My life is now about just hiking. Mm. And I've been astonished with how the degrees of that, what one might call an overview effect or a, a deep immersion into nature or an immersion into the, the practice of walking has on us. And I still don't know anyone who's done a study on this, but I'm sure it would be a very interesting study to look specifically at, as I said, you know, after three days, something happens in the body. After seven days, something else happens. After 12 days, I noted a, a big differ difference there. And I'd love someone to actually do some research on this to, to kind of either affirm my observations or to see what is really going on both psychologically and physiologically within us when we, when we walk for a certain amount of time. I remember coming back, for instance, from, from one of the Rome of Africa trips we did where I'd been out for like over three weeks and getting back home, the biggest challenge was, oh my God, the wall like next to me was just so solid. You know, when you spend weeks and weeks in a tent, you've got like a, a kind of, the world is soft and you expand in yourself. You know, you kind of have a bigger, I don't know if it's your, whatever it is, you, your, your sense of perception is far more expansive. And you come back and you're in a house. It's like, oh, you feel like so constrained and like imprisoned, you know. So, yeah. It's great. So I'll share something, if, if I may, that, that talks mm. to this, this thing. You know, you mentioned spirituality and connection with nature. I was on a call recently with a, a whole bunch of conservation colleagues and, and what, you know, the, the facilitator sort of said, oh, well, you know, while we wait for everyone to join, 
why doesn't everybody share like a little bit of how they connect with nature? So I was like, all ears. So we had about, you know, 10 people on the call and everyone was kind of saying, you know, this is how I connect with nature. And every one of them, now these are conservation managers. These are people who work with species. They are in the field all the time. 90% of them, when they said how they connect with nature was, they started with, well, when I go walking or when I'm on trail, and I'm like, this is insane. People are connecting with nature via trails. Whereas if you ask me as a conservationist, how, how should I ideally be connecting with nature? It would be like maybe sitting in my back garden talking to a bird or going tracking somewhere in a reserve, you know, but not necessarily, my first association isn't necessarily with a trail. And so what we're seeing is a lot of people have an association with nature through the conduit of a trail, which means for me as the World Trails Network, we need to focus a lot more on the role that trails play in connecting us as, as, as modern humans to nature and that our options for connecting with nature outside of trails is not always that many. Yet you can go surfing, you can go sort of paddling on a river and stuff. But when it comes to terrestrial stuff, access to nature is generally through a trail of some kind. Absolutely. And, and I think accessibility is something that comes up quite a lot when we're talking about hiking. Um, I suppose it is the most accessible way, generally speaking. Obviously, there, there there's um, there's limits to people with various various uh, ailments, body ailments. There's obviously, uh, I suppose, marginalized communities and uh, kind of uh, poor communities that cannot access these trails because of their, their remoteness to the areas that they are. And that's all part of, of trail building as well. That's all part of... I suppose what we're all trying to do in in the world of of trails and and getting more accessible to trails but just talking about the accessibility of trails it, it is the most accessible way to experience nature um on a whole so you anyone who can get to a trail can get to a trail and they can start walking and it's putting one foot in front of the other and then all of a sudden as you said at the start once you get further into that trail, now you've connected with nature. Now you're immersed in nature. Uh, many of the trails around the world are, go to very, very remote places that you're just surrounded. You're, it's just nobody except you yourself, maybe a friend, but uh, could just be yourself surrounded by that nature. So it is the most accessible. I just want to pick up on something you said beforehand about um, this this change to the human uh, psyche over a number of days. Um, I, I, do, I do believe there is study out there. Uh, I, I want to find it and I will share it with you once I find it. Good. But uh, there is a very common thing that happens with, um, with, with through hikers. And it's, it's a, uh, it's a popular discussion among, amongst through hikers, especially over in the States, I suppose, as um, their trails tend to last for 2000 kilometers on average. Um uh, this post-trail depression um that they're coming back into this solid world as you as you describe it as um uh, where you know they have to have a real job they can't just their their task in the day is no, no longer just getting up packing away their tent putting on their boots and going for a walk it's being around other people being it being in a you know a, an urban area um is that have you ever experienced anything like that yourself well yeah oh and i mean i've i've experienced it myself too and also we've seen on the rim of africa where you know we, we we take groups through and it was very evident to us right from the first group that we took that that was a problem and so we started addressing it so we have a whole program around how hikers once they've finished their through hike how they land gently from the trail and we have a whole lot of recommendations of things they do or things that they don't do. Like when you get back from the trail, you, you know, especially if it's been a long distance achievement for a lot of people, mm -hmm. it's like a huge life um, thing that they've done and they mm -hmm. come back to the city or their friends or their family and people don't or can't always appreciate how profound the, the, that hiking experience has been for them. And so you kind of come back, you want to tell your friends everything that happened, but they are really not that interested. You know, they're interested in like the soundbite clips, like give us three minutes of what was the highlight, but don't go into the details. And so we, we share techniques with a lot of our hikers 
of how to land gently. Like in the first few days of being back, don't go to a cinema. Don't go to a, a, a shopping mall. You know, don't put yourself in a space where there's a lot of people. You're mm-hmm. just doing a violence to yourself. And in many respects, it's going to put you into that depression kind of space. So we give a lot of tips on how to help people anchor their experience, make sense of the experience they've had as a long-distance hiker, and take it with empowerment forward into their life once they return home. Um, it's a really critical critical thing. I've seen people come off the rails completely when they haven't done that. Um, and it can take, it can, you know, it can take two different avenues. On one side, it can be that they do literally go into a very severe depression. On the other side, they come back, they resign from the job, they get divorced, they buy a bicycle and they cycle around the world for the next 10 years, you know? So one's got to be really careful of how one integrates a long distance hiking or walking experience with one's previous life or one's real life, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think there's a lot of, I'm glad you bring this up, Owen, because personally, I think there's a lot of support that hikers should be getting, or it's a topic that people should be more aware of, mm. um, you know, when, especially when you commit to a long distance experience, you know, a weekend hike, that's always different or a week here, a week there. That's, that's, that doesn't have the same impact, but those long distance experiences or the pilgrimages, you know, you start going into another kind of space. I'm going to share a, a quick, um, a quick one of my favorite quotes that I love by a poet called Gary Snyder. He's an um, American poet. And he says, quote, walking is the great adventure, the first meditation, a practice of heartiness and soul primary to humankind. It is when out walking that we encounter nature and ecology on the level where it really counts. And um, I love those words. It's beautiful. You know, and in between, I missed one line, in between he, he talks about how it's the exact balance between humility and power. And, you know, you reflect on those words of Gary Snyder. For me, they sum up the, mm. the, the nature of what happens to us when we engage in a long-distance hike we become much more humble. We recognize where we belong in the world. We're not the uber masters of the universe, you know. You got your house in your backpack, you know, and everything that you depend on, you're carrying with you. It, it, it brings us back to ground, which is what the word humility means. It means to come back to earth. And, um, and power as well. You know, the power side of it is you discover your own power for endurance, for tenacity, for, for keeping going, for your physical ability, you know, your all of those things and your power as a human being to connect with others who you meet along the way, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that quote. And, um, and I use it a lot with, with groups that I do guide around helping them to, to make context of, of what their journey is about. It's actually, when you go walking, as Snyder says, it's the first meditation. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Those are beautiful words. And I suppose it, it anyone can use them in any kind of context of walking and like the the version and the landscape that you go to like you can use that on the, on the beach and the power of the water the power of, yeah. of the the sand dunes the, the the beauty of everything that's around you uh, i want to talk about uh the the world trails networks for for a moment if, if that's okay so do you want to introduce what that is how that was founded and i suppose the the, the work that you guys do yeah, with pleasure, um, Owen, absolutely. The World Trails Network is a very exciting initiative. We are entering our 10th year as an initiative. Uh, although we were only registered, I think it was about four years ago, five years ago, as a non-profit association in Geneva in Switzerland. But the, the genesis of the World Trails Network, well, let me start off with just a description of what it is. We are essentially a, a network of the world's major trails and trail destinations. And we bring together both professional trail folk, people working in trails, developing trails, managing trails, marketing trails, people like yourselves, you know, who are on the, bringing services to trails through, through, through you know, the, the work that you guys do. And... Um, we, we, we consist of professionals, but also 
volunteers and enthusiasts, you know, those folk who just love trails, but they don't necessarily work in trails. They want to give back to trails. They want to ensure that trails going forward are sustainable, are accessible, are uh, protected, preserved, maintained, you know, further developed. And um, we consist of both individual um, members and organizational members. So one can join through both of those kind of avenues. We started out in 2012 um, at the close of the third, at the time it was the third uh, World Trails Conference. And it was put forward in that conference by the conference hosts, the Jeju Ole Foundation in Korea, um, to establish a World Trails Network. And, well, we had a little bit of a heated uh, uh, session in the conference on that idea Anyway, the long and short of it was that at the 11th hour, at the close of that conference, we established the, um, a, a, an organizing committee to establish this, this network. And it was there that I was elected as founding chair and was basically my personal mission then going forward from that meeting to ground, found, establish, and get this network on its feet as a, a relevant uh, connected and um, meaningful space for trails and trail enthusiasts to connect, to collaborate with each other, to um, really essentially in a, a nutshell to to en enhance and forward the mission of trails globally. I always like to phrase it in the following way. So my work as sort of chair of the World Trails Network is to make trails visible. That means Trails visible to many different sectors um, in society and especially from a government perspective. Because what we find, like today, if you look at the, the notion of adventure tourism, so this is a talk I gave some years ago at the um, uh, American Trail Symposium in, in, in Arizona. Um, when you look at adventure tourism, you've got like this long list of um, activities that are classified as adventure activities. And I was looking at that one day and going through the list and everything from paragliding to horse riding to canoeing to mountain biking, trail running, blah, 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 the list was, you know, it had a substantial list of activities. And I suddenly realized, hang on, like more than a third of these activities are actually happening on trails. But nobody's talking about trails. We talk about hiking, or we talk about trail running, or we talk about horse riding, or we talk about mountain biking, or, you know, and so I realized that trails to a certain extent are fairly invisible, but they are the core infrastructure that's on the ground that facilitates a whole host of other experiences, activities, tourism, well-being, health, you name it. Trails are delivering amazing benefits into our communities. But trail itself isn't necessarily upfront and visible. So that was the one side was my work is to make sure trails are visible to the, those people who need to help fund them, perpetuate them, keep them going, make sure that they, they know that they're out there and they're an option to engage with. The other side of the coin is to make sure trails remain invisible. And what I mean by that is a really well-designed and managed trail is not about the trail. You don't even want to necessarily see the trail because as a user, all that matters is the experience the trail facilitates. So in that sense, we want trails to be invisible when it comes to the experience. Because for the, for the trail user, it's all about what am I experiencing? It's not about is that water barrier like at the wrong angle or is the corridor I'm walking through wide enough or you know, is there water at the next stop or is this bridge like could this bridge be better? No, no, no. The bridge needs to be there to facilitate a seamless experience of crossing water. It's not about the bridge. So... That gives that in a, in a bit of a nutshell. As far as um, the World Trails Network uh, work goes, is we're a, essentially a 100% volunteer organization. So we, we're global in scope. We have an Asian hub based in, in Asia. We have a hub for the Americas based in the United States and works across North America, Central America, and South America. And we have a Mediterranean hub that's in the burgeoning development stage of bringing all those trails in the Mediterranean together um, as a collaborative space because they share very similar challenges or a similar environment and similar cultures in some respects. Um, so we work through those regional hubs and then we have task teams 
Uh, you can think of the task teams as like specialist groups or working groups that focus on very specific thematic areas within the network. And these are driven by volunteers entirely. And they have a work plan that runs over like a two-year period, which essentially takes us from one conference to the next. So one of our primary products as a network is the World Trails Conference. And I'll mention a little bit more about that later. But um, these task teams, these volunteer task teams, engage in, in themes around everything from trails and media to trails and culture to trails and sustainability to trails and tourism, trails and cities, trails and um, nature. Uh, that's just to name a few of them. And we're looking currently at establishing a new one on trails and technology. Um, the idea with the task teams is they all work from across the globe. And the idea is that you bring your expertise and you champion a, a, a campaign or a project um, or specific research that you know, can contribute to trails around the world. So that's it in a, in a, in a, in a nutshell, I guess, or in a little backpack for the day. Uh, what we do at World Trails Network. We're a great community. That's all I can say. We've got an amazingly representative international board. Uh, you know, we've got about 16 different board members from as many different countries. And we pride ourselves on being probably one of the most diverse boards for a small NGO in Geneva, given that Geneva's got like these crazy, you know, nonprofit organizations that all, you know, have their home there. Uh, we are very excited that we tick a lot of boxes when it comes to good governance and that kind of thing. Like, I suppose my, my first experience or certainly my first experience of, the, I suppose, the work that you've been doing was one of your conferences. I, th I think it was uh, the conference, was it two years ago, possibly, uh, that was run? And we experienced a lot of the talks that were coming from. I, I watched one of your talks at the start introducing the event and I, I while it was a, a virtual event and I know that that was obviously during the COVID times and we're about to come up where this year you've got the the World Trails Conference that you're, you'll, you'll talk about now in a moment um, while it was a, a virtual conference I thought it was just it's still so, so full of energy because like we were talking about earlier on People that work in trails, people that work in, in the outdoors are cool people. You know, they're, they're like whatever language you speak, whatever part of the world you're from, if you're into trails and you and you understand the connections between all these other sports that are, are all these other activities that are going on, you understand that they're all t tied to trails. You see the big picture. And I, I really got that from th those talks that everybody that was working in those trails, they saw that this is not just a you know, uh, a structured kind of pathway through nature. This is this is a, uh, a a motorway, if you will, for so many different vehicles. So you've got you've got hikers, you've got runners, you've got as you explained earlier on, climbers. You know, people cli climbers use these trails to to approach different cliff, cliff faces. You've got fisher fish uh, people that fish use these trails to get to remote lakes and to remote rivers and stuff like that. So. I, I really felt that everybody got that and it's it's when you have a, a, a network like yours it it just boosts that message that much more uh, and gets that it and and it's great to see more and more trail organizations joining in and being part of that conversation um and being part of the all the other conversations that you were talking about as well around equality inclusivity uh uh, uh uh, diversity uh, but also environmental protection and climate change as well because it is that as you said earlier on it is that's that highway for where we're going to make see that change and it's supposed to, it's the most obvious highway where we're going to see that change do you want to talk a little bit about the conference and and i suppose what's happening this year and what, what actually happens at a, a conference yeah yeah we are very excited about our conference this year you know we we I mean, so many of us had to you know, pivot, change plans with this whole COVID over the last two years. And I think we're all globally just so tired of that whole experience that's been, I think, tr more traumatic than we want to acknowledge in how mm. it's impacted on us. So we are thrilled to be having the 8th World Trails Conference take place on the island of Skiathos in Greece. Um, this is... Uh, 
a very last minute option. We were actually going to go for a completely virtual um, conference this year. And at the last moment, uh, Skiathos came in and said, you know, they're happy to step in and, and assist with, with an in-person experience. And we're in the middle of the final planning for that. And we are very excited about the program. This is really the opportunity for the world around trails to come together. And our previous conference was held in Santiago de Compostela in Spain in 2018, which was our uh, most successful conference. We had an incredible program and amazing delegates. And we are expecting to grow on that and build on that for, for the conference in Skiathos. Uh, the, the, the event runs from the 26th to the 30th of September. So it's at the, the, the end of the summer period. It's cooled down a little bit in Greece by that point, but we're expecting still to have amazing weather. And um, it'll run over four days, and we have a number of powerful parallel sessions. One of the things we have found with the conference is, you know, you go to these big conferences and you get this crazy program, and it's like, oh, my God, I've got to choose between this and that, and like, uh, no, I can't. Like, I want to go to both. And so we're looking at putting as many sessions into just two parallel streams so that you only have a choice of two and not like six um, options. And what we find that does is it keeps the community together as well and, and people get to hear more stories than they might have heard if they're only choosing what they really like. Uh, you were talking a little bit earlier, uh, Owen, about, um, you know, trails engaging with these different dimensions, everything from, you know, nature, connection, and, you know, health and have you. And this is something that we've, we've seen is, is in a way a new trend, that trails globally are recognizing that they have a far more important role to play in human and nature and in society in, in general than just providing a pathway to walk on, that that pathway connects to so many different things. Um, so what we've seen in the last number of years is this explosion of trails recognizing they have a, a much bigger role to play and a very responsible role to play in so many facets of our lives. And it's not just about trail maintenance. So we're really excited that our conference is unique in that respect, in that it brings these different voices to the table. It allows us to connect with other sectors, everything, as I said, from tourism to even peace building. We've got a program on, on trails and peace. And at the conference, we're hoping to have a whole session on that. Um, and it's amazing how many trails are out there that have an association with peace building. Or, for instance, you know, trails in cities. Again, this critical question we need to be asking around how do we integrate trails into our cities from a mobility perspective, from a, a decarbonization perspective, from a, a better livelihood perspective. You know, if you're commuting on a bicycle as opposed to a train or a car, that bicycle commute is going to make your life richer. There's no question about it. So the conference has a, a super program. People can go and check that out. You can go to worldtrailsconference.org as a as a space to get some information. We have a call out right now for uh, speakers and um, panel uh, presenters and anyone who wants to give a workshop as well. So people should go and check that out. And uh, proposals for, for speaking slots closes on the 13th of June. So you've got about six weeks to put your head around, you know, what do you want to say to the world's trails and, and, and you know, get it out there. One of the great things about our conference actually is we have these two bookends. So the beginning of the conference focuses on what we call trail journeys. We offer three different types of trail journeys. And what we found in Santiago, you know, everybody, we, we did three different journeys there. And it was so successful and so popular that we're offering it now as a standard kind of approach to our conference. So essentially, you can join us on the 18th of September in Greece and choose from three different trails that you can walk, where you walk with other trail professionals from around the world or trail enthusiasts. And what we find is that becomes a conference about trails on a trail while you're walking it. And it's amazing because every evening we come into a little village, have you know a great meal together, enjoy the culture of place, but also have intense debates and conversations around what's going on in trails. So it's a, those pre-conference journeys are a fantastic way to discover also the trails of the host country that we're in um, and to meet other people and to really build deep networking connections. And at the end of the conference, the sort of finale, the, 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 the high point um, is the premiere of the World Trails Film Festival. And we take a slightly different approach with our 
Film Festival, we're looking at a, a global audience and a global submissions. So we don't just focus on English films. We look at spreading the love in that sense and also telling the behind the scenes stories of trails. So not focusing just on adrenaline and you know the user's perspective, but also on the culture of trails, the the culture of the craft of gear, for instance. Um, mm. And stories that are unusual and unexpected that you're not going to find on some of the other kind of outdoor film platforms. So that's it in a nutshell. Oh, and it's a, you know, I'm just talking about it and I'm kind of getting excited and I'm like, yeah, oh, I can't wait to be there. And we've got it's an just, incredible you- venue, by the way. It's on a tiny little islet um, in the harbor with its own amphitheater. And um, so I, I don't think there's a, a comparable conference venue I've seen anywhere in the world. So I'm super excited and, and hope you guys are going to be there. Oh, absolutely. You can count us in. I, I'm very much looking forward to it, uh, to, to get over there and to meet and hopefully get to one of those those pre-conference uh, conferences on the trails because that's one of the other things that I've, uh, so we didn't really talk, kind of stepping back to like the, the psychology of hiking, the psychology uh, that goes behind trails is trails are also a, a fantastic way for communication as well um one of the things that we do in in, in hiker uh, like you know we're our organization our company all is all revolved around trails and around hiking and what better way to discuss that is to get out there and actually hike get out there and actually walk on a trail and we actually have found that some of our best meetings that we've ever had where we've had a big glaring technical problem a big glaring financial problem a big glaring issue that we need to uh, resolve we found the solution out on trail we actually were able to because we were our heart rate was up we were surrounded by nature we just it it, it gave our gave our brains that uh, ability to ex- expand that sounds like we were just, our brains were growing but you know it gave our minds that ability to just expand and, and to not be constricted by the walls that are around us well you shouldn't joke about this Owen, because one of my favorite talks to give is exactly the relationship between trails and creative um insight and there's a lot of evidence out there of how walking stimulates a whole lot of neurons into the brain. And we've got these famous people, you know, like Steve Jobs is well known for resolving a, an issue yes. like going for a walk. Albert Einstein as well. Beethoven, you know, these guys, they would go out there and they'd get their, they would get their inspiration literally through the activity of moving in the outdoors. And uh, so I love it. And it's, and, and, and I, the only thing that, that I'm a, a kind of culprit of is when I'm having like a really bad day, I sometimes forget that the only way to fix it is I just need to get up, get the heck yeah. out of the door and get outdoors and move my body on a trail in some way and everything will be right. Or I'll find that insight that takes, you know, the problem I'm trying to address to that next level, you know. It's, it's funny you say that because the, the guest that I had on the show last week was a, 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 a guy by the name of Andy Neal. Uh, he's a content creator in the United States in Oregon, and he uh, made this uh, video on Instagram that went crazy viral. I mean, like the tens of millions of views uh, where he was uh, is like, I'm going on a stupid hike for my stupid mental health where he's, you know, grumpily kind of like plodding along. But the, the, the message behind that is that you in your head, when you're sitting there and you're in a bad mood, you're inside, you're in your office and you're like, oh, what is wrong with me today and you don't want you don't want to do it you don't want to get out the door because you're like no i don't want to get out there and, and f- solve the problem i want to be here i want to sit in this this anger that i have and what he did with that he played on that and 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 turned it into this video that people can relate with and it just went viral but i think i think that was very funny how he was able to take that little thing that we all can relate with yeah. and the simple issue simple solution is Get outside and walk. Get outside into nature and just and and, and walk it off, as they say. Walk it off. Well, I've actually you you speak of that, and I, I've actually got a, a workshop tomorrow that I'm attending on prescriptions, where medical doctors can prescribe time in nature as a legitimate, um, you know, prescription. Hmm. And well, guess guess what falls smack there is trails. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at how do trails connect more directly with medical professionals, with you know, psychologists and people like that, um, where you can get a, a prescription to do a certain trail 
you know, over a certain length and it's going to have a certain benefit. So I, that, it's a very exciting space, Owen, I must say. That, 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 I, 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 I don't want to joke about it, but I just see that very, very funny, like, like an actual doctor writing down, okay, I'm going to prescribe you four days on the Pacific Crest Trail. Uh, you're going to take a ultralight pack and you're going to have uh, ramen every day. Right, you're you're you're, done. Yeah. you're, you're well, fixed. Absolutely, and, and, and you know what? It, the, the the research that's been shared already over the years in relation to some of these things, the savings to your national health or these mm. uh, medical sort of insurance companies is immense. So what we're saying as a network as well is like, well, okay, hang on, guys. This is another reason why we need to be investing in trails. Because mm-hmm. they actually offer these incredible savings back to the medical fraternity, never mind you know the, the person who's getting the benefit directly themselves. Um, so yeah, it's uh, this is where trails for me are so exciting because they do intersect with so many parts of our lives in ways that we sometimes don't even imagine, and that's my favorite subject. So you could get me on that for a long while, and we can have a whole separate chat about uh, you know those dimensions. Well, we actually had a uh, a psychiatrist on the show um, about four or five episodes back, an Irish woman by the name of Cara Byrne, and she she established uh, Ireland's first and possibly still only hiking psychology, uh, I suppose, council, where she actually takes her clients out on a trail. Yeah. So her, her clinic is walking around one of two trails around like a local area for about 50 minutes. And the, the she obviously practiced in, an, or she still practices in, a, in, a, in an office. And the, the benefit that she sees or the, the increased, um, I suppose the improvement, for lack of a better word, the improvement that she received from her clients going from the office and going to, to the outdoors is, is immense. No, no, it's so, crazy. And I've had so there. much direct experience of that kind of thing. On, you know, what happens if you've got, if you've got a, if you're guiding someone in the, in the, on a trail and you find yourself on a trail where you can walk next to each other. Hmm. So you're not looking at each other, you're walking next to each other and you're having a chat. Well, I can tell you, the things people will say to you in that setup, they won't even tell their spouse or their you know, most dearly beloved. It's fascinating. And you know, when I first noticed, started noticing this, I was like, no, hang on, there's something in this that is really, um, one's got to be really careful because people reveal themselves unknown to themselves that they're doing that because there's something about the nature of walking and mm-hmm. being with a, having a friend next to you that makes you feel very safe in the world and that you're able to somehow formulate your emotions or your thoughts in a manner that you can't do when you're on a phone or when you're sitting opposite them you know, at a dinner or in a room or whatever it might be. So there's something about the very physicality of a trail setup and the nature of the physicality of walking that really does something to our minds and our spirit. And I think that's, you know, we, we can't lose sight of that. But, but Owen, I, I would love, I'm just wondering what else I can uh, share with you. You know, this conversation is so exciting. And, and this, this colleague you mentioned who you interviewed recently, you know, we're aware of a number of psychologists employing that technique around the world, especially in Europe, mm. a few in America. Um, I haven't seen much in, in sort of Asia yet, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing that same kind of practice emerging there, which I think is wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I, I, our conversations, as they normally do, this could spiral and go on for hours and hours and hours. So I, I'll keep it to this, and we'll absolutely. I think we're gonna we're gonna meet up again soon. We'll have you on the show again, maybe post conference, and and maybe do a bit of a review on that. Um, but before we go uh, uh, beyond the conference and all the other things, if you got, you've got lined up uh, for the for the World Trails Network this year, have you any? hiking plans yourself is there any trails that you're going to go to yourself or is that kind of being pushed to the side until 2023 oh no so one of my challenges in life is i'm over ambitious in what i think i can pack in into a short space of time so um i've got a i've got a traverse here in my hometown that i'm hoping to do it's about a two-week wild mountain traverse um it's basically the skyline of the bay that i live on here in plettenberg bay and uh i'm planning to do it solo and um, it will be formidable. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I've got that planned. And I'm also hoping to do a, a, a big game trail, you know, like in one of the big um, big five nature reserves. Um, 
that kind of wilderness trail, what we call it here in South Africa, is uh, an amazing, amazing way of connecting. You know, you're walking with elephants and lions and you know, all those kinds of incredible animals. Um, so I'm hoping to pack one of those in as well in the next two months. So that's that's my horizon. And then it's off to Greece, mate. We 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 will be on. I'm not sure which trail journey I'll be doing pre the conference, but we've we've got three that we're looking at. I'm probably going to go with the one on Crete. Because it's a more extreme trail, it's going to include possibly some mountain biking as well and, and some pretty heavy hiking. Um, so I'm game for that, and um, and then just meeting up with all these amazing folk that we will see then in September there. But maybe a note, just a, a, an end note on the conference is for anyone out there, we 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 formulating for the first time this year, we will be launching at the conference is something called the World Trails Report, and that aims to be a snapshot of um, you know what's happening with trails around the world. So if anyone who's listening, who's keen to contribute to that report, they can get in, in touch with us via our website. And um, we're really looking at making that global world trails report uh, something that comes out either every two years or possibly every decade um, that really gives a, a substantial, substantial snapshot of what is happening in the world of hiking trails and, and the like. Um, Excellent. So that's it. And yeah, and if you've got a movie, if you've got a film you want to submit to the, the film festival, also pop that in. Go check that out. Uh, there are lots of ways to engage with us and, and get your story about trails out there and shared. Absolutely. And I know there's a, a few filmmakers that have been on the show and possibly listened to the show, hopefully listened to the show as well, uh, that that will be absolute candidates for that. So hopefully we can get them to submit their, their stories as well. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute joy uh, talking to you, as always. Uh, I'll see you at the conference. I can't wait to shake your hand and go for a hike and possibly roll down a mountain on a mountain bike at some point as well. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Great stuff, Owen. It's been such a pleasure to to chat with you guys and to, yeah, just have a cool conversation. So thank you so much. Great stuff. See you now. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Galeo for coming on, chatting about the world of trails, certainly something I will never get bored of. And apologies to Galeo as well for the delay in posting this episode. But as I said at the start, it is, it's just, life has just got in the way. Um, so we're really looking forward to actually meeting Galeo in person next week at the conference. If anybody is interested in watching virtually, uh, you can still do so by registering over at worldtrailsconference.org and follow us on social media and World Trails Network on social media. Um, I'm sure if you just search World Trails Network on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, any of the social media channels, you will find them. That's it for this episode. We will be back soon, I promise. I have episodes recorded. I promise they will be out very, very soon. Um, And until then, happy trails.